finger thrust to the trachea. Despite his blonde hair and vibrant green eyes, Haverford thought, hell is more Asian than Western. He even walks like an Asian, his arms crossed behind his back so as to take up as little space as possible and not cause inconvenience to anyone coming from the other direction, his tall, thin frame slightly stooped in modesty. European in appearance, Haverford decided, Asian in substance. Well, it made sense. He was raised by his emigre mother in Shanghai, and then mentored by Kishikawa when the Japs took the city. After the mother died, Kishikawa moved the boy to Japan to live with and study under a master of the impossibly complicated and nuanced board game Go, a sort of Jap chess, albeit a hundredfold more difficult. Hell became a master in his own right. So is it any wonder that Hell thinks like an Asian? Nikolai sensed the man's thoughts on him. The Americans are incredibly transparent, their thoughts as obvious as stones at the bottom of a clear, still pool. He didn't care what Haverford thought of him. One doesn't solicit the opinions of a grocery clerk. But it did annoy him. Shifting his attention to the sun on his face, he felt it warm his skin. What would you like? Haverford asked. In the sense of what? Haverford chuckled. Most men emerging from long confinement wanted three things, a drink, a meal, and a woman, not necessarily in that order. But he was not going to indulge Hell's arrogance, so he answered in Japanese, in the sense of what would you like. Mildly impressed that Haverford spoke Japanese, and interested that he refused to surrender such a small stone on the board, Nikolai responded, I don't suppose that you could organize an acceptable cup of tea. In fact, Haverford said, I've arranged a modest chakai. I hope you find it acceptable. A formal tea ceremony, Nikolai thought. How interesting. A car waited at the end of the walk. Haverford opened the back door and ushered Nikolai in. Chapter 2 The chakai was not only acceptable, it was sublime. Nikolai savored each sip of the chanoyu as he sat cross-legged on the tatami floor next to the lacquered table. The tea was transcendent, as was the geisha who knelt nearby, discreetly just out of hearing range of the sparse conversation. To Nikolai's shock, the functionary Haverford knew his way around the tea ceremony and served with impeccable courtesy, his ritual flawless. Upon arrival at the tea house, Haverford had apologized that there were, by necessity, no other guests, then led Nikolai into the machai, the waiting room, where he introduced Nikolai to an exquisitely lovely geisha. This is Kamiko-san, Haverford said. She will serve as my hanto today. Kamiko bowed and handed Nikolai a kimono to put on, then offered him sayu, a cup of the same hot water that would be used to brew the tea. Nikolai took a sip, then, as Haverford excused himself to go prepare the tea, Kamiko took Nikolai outside to the roji, the dew ground, a small garden that held only arrangements of rocks, but no flowers. They sat on the stone bench and, without conversation, enjoyed the tranquility. A few minutes later, Haverford, now kimono-clad, walked to a stone basin and ceremonially washed his mouth and hands in the fresh water, then stepped through the middle gate into the roji, 
where he formally welcomed Nikolai with a bow. In turn, Nikolai purified himself at the Sukubai. To enter the Chashitsu, the tea room, they had to pass through a sliding door that was only three feet high, forcing them to bow, an act that symbolized the divide between the physical world and the spiritual realm of the tea room. The Chashitsu was exquisite, elegant in its simplicity, a perfect expression of Shibumi. As tradition demanded, they first walked to an alcove, on the wall of which hung the kakemono, a scroll with painted calligraphy appropriate to the day's occasion. In his role as guest, Nikolai admired the skillful brushwork, which depicted the Japanese symbol for Satori. An interesting choice, Nikolai thought. Satori was the Zen Buddhist concept of a sudden awakening, a realization of life as it really is. It came not as...